0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, it's easy for like a folk singer to like age gracefully, I, or or age, <laughs> or age, <laughs> um, and then like pull out the acoustic guitar and everyone sings "Puff the Magic Dragon."
2: But I I think it's harder if you're a punk rocker. Yeah, because because you, you can't stay angry for 40 years, right? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, I mean, you can't, but it's, it's hard to stay and, and to be authentic because it's, it's, angry is, is the, um, it's where the young exists. Yeah, there you go.
1: 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys. <laughs> get to it our three albums or artists or songs what what
3: piques our interest musically from manchester england i think uncle grump should go i there have been like nine eh? so what 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 so really
0: really fun experience tim like tim was like we're going to manchester england and i was like ah, oh, like right off the top of my head i can't think of any from manchester england so i just did the google bands from manchester yeah And I had the really fun experience of just one after the other being like, meh, meh, (laughs) meh for all of this. Uh, And so I'll start, I actually like Everything, Everything. I actually like that band, but that's just like a small indie band from recently. And also they're a ripoff of TV on the radio and I already did TV on the radio. Like the TV on the radio is much better than them. Um, So... I actually, and the, the and then the next level below that, a band that there's like seven, eight songs that I really like is the Chemical Brothers. Um, but like, they're just too they uneven for me, and also I just I wasn't I didn't feel compelled to do the um, Chemical Brothers. So here's what I'm going to do: Joy Division. I don't That's... like.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't like
0: Joy Division, <laughs> and dude. Uh, this is uh, I, I when Joy Division first came out, I listened to him. I didn't like him. Uh, and then in college, people were like, oh, you really got to try Joy Division, tried him again, didn't like him. Then, <laughs> super ironically, I recognize this is ironically, I really liked Interpol. And my buddy Scott Schimmel was like, you're such a dick. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, Interpol is just Joy Division. And I was like, dude, I've listened. He was like, I don't even care. Like, you, I never want to hear you say you like Interpol. Go back and listen to Joy Division again. I did. And I still didn't like it. I still <laughs> didn't like it. I was like, I recognize the Interpol as Joy Division, except they can play their instruments and that guy's singing. My God! So the moment that had of Joy Division dies, and then New Order comes, and I never like New Order. I have nothing for New Order at all. Oh,
3: Bizarre um, Love Triangle! I, I, wait a minute, I'm throwing, yeah. I'm throwing a challenge flag, young man. That's fine. You, you want to tell me that senior year when Bizarre Love Triangle came on? At the dance party, you weren't weren't like, I have to admit. No, I absolutely was not. I was a
0: strong boycott on that. I was a strong boycott on that. Dude, and Jeff will know this story. We told the story before, but there was a cover band at Haverford. that played New Order and Depeche Mode songs. And it was just three nerds with computers and it sounded perfect. And I was like, this describes why I don't like these bands. I'll never (laughs) like these bands. If these three nerds with their computers can sound just like new, I mean, and like, it was, it was like, like Jeff and I were in bands and we didn't sound like the bands because we were sloppy or I was sloppy. Jeff was good. I was sloppy. Um, But the new order guy sounded exactly like new order. And I was like, it would be different like, do that? Be yeah. no different if they were <laughs> like, actually playing a CD and pretending to do it on the computers, but they were actually doing it. Anyhow, so it's out of New Order. <laughs> New Order is from Manchester. Yes. They're huge there. They break factory records there, and then they make their own club, which I think is called La Hacienda. Is that right, Giles? All right. Yes. So this club begins the Madchester era, where basically everyone's taking ecstasy and they're listening to a series of um, half rock, half dance bands of whom the band I'm going to choose, the Stone Roses, is their yeah. premier version of it. And um, there is one Stone Roses song, which I absolutely freaking love. I can never hear it too often. This one, when it hit the dance floor. Dude, when I DJed senior year, this was in the regular mix. And I would go from Freedom 90 into fool's gold like i would actually mash them together where the baseline comes to fades in up to speed with it so fun (laughs) that being said super similar to um joy division i gave stone roses every chance because seriously this is like one of my 200 favorite songs is fool's gold um and i just despise it's not even that i'm like meh on the rest of the work (laughs) I i really don't like the rest of their work and then they inspired like eight other bands all of whom suck they inspired the happy mondays and the charlatans uk and there's like three other bands in this era the <laughs> wikipedia page on the Manchester thing is so unbelievably hilarious because first it's wikipedia so it's written by people who like this so they're like the still roses had a hard time putting out their new record and so did the happy mondays and they're like part of the problem was that it was based on taking ecstasy and i was like ah uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> this is a problem. <laughs> it took them five years and they bankrupted factory records. They, they, they put out all of these top 10 records in England and then they were bankrupt two years later because the happy Mondays and the stone Roses just took oh all of them my God. and spent it on ecstasy and didn't put out any more records. It's unbelievable. I can't, I can't wait to hear it. Fool's Goal. I've never heard this song
1: before. You have never heard this song, yeah. Tim? And so listen,
0: it's not the most famous. It's not the most popular. Okay. It's not the number one Stone Roses song. It's like the number five Stone Roses song. I can't wait. But to put it bad, they had one album um, that hit and then and the other songs that I don't like. But this is a nine-minute mm. slinky just Ooh. baseline driven, very, rep- it's like not a Ben Barton song. It's like super repetitive. It just keeps looping. But for whatever reason, I absolutely loved it. And one last story. Um, this was a mainstay on the Ben Barton mixes for the ladies,
1: Let's which uh,
0: upon further reflection, I was like, it is a little bit worrisome that you're like, the heart of this song is a song called Fool's Gold, uh, basically like a guy, <laughs> <looking at> nobody <laughs> worrisome is- messaging by me, for sure. That's so great, and all Timmy right. um, or Jeff, I, I uh, the song is fantastic wherever you choose it, but I think that actually the first minute and ten seconds is oh, just yeah. unbelievable.
1: All right, could but, not agree more. But hold on, uh, because we're okay. tweet, we're tweeting out to our listeners before this song plays that uh, we're all gonna take X um, <laughs> as we listen to it. So, what listeners, do
3: you mean gu- what do you mean gonna take?
1: Like, ready? Let me get the song
3: started. Hit it.
0: So slinky. And then when the guitar part comes in, yeah, just fantastic. Love
3: that.
0: And, um, and, the, and like he it, it goes, it's a nine minute song. It just goes on basically just doing that over and over and over again. in these fantastic loops, it's a little bit like that long television song that Jeff loves so much where it's like, yeah. it's just slightly different as it goes along for nine minutes. It's mesmerizing. Um, and the singing in the other songs doesn't work for me at all because it's kind of like mumbly and sad and doesn't go anywhere. But this one here where he's just kind of like mumbling along with it as the bass line goes, so good.
3: Love that was that was really that was really hard to fade out. Adding, just keep adding to it to the running mix right now as we speak. I, I actually bought that off the 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 in-house turntable at a record store. Like I was shopping for records and they started playing that. And I just went, I was like, what the hell is that? He's like, oh, it's a 12 inch from England. Um, I was like, well, by the Stone Rose, is like, would you have another one? He's like, no, it's the only one we have. He's like, well, I'm buying that one. <laughs> I actually <laughs> bought it. Like, he oh, went okay. off of the.
0: Wait, Jeff, are table you the source it back- of it? Are you the person who actually broke that song for me? I had no collection of how I bought it. And then it was hilarious. I listened to the rest of the record and I was like, I know I've listened to this 10 times, each one of these songs 10 times, and I didn't remember any of them. <laughs>
3: Yeah, no, I don't. I'm kind of with you. I was really disappointed with the record, the Stone Roses record, too. And just because it doesn't match the like up tempo, I don't know. That, that, yeah, that song hit me like a ton of bricks. Still does. I, I'm, yeah, so oh, glad, dude, I'm so glad fantastic. you picked yeah. it. Yeah. All um, right.
1: Jeff Simons, what do you got for us?
3: I'm going back a little bit further in time. Uh, okay. To the first wave of British punk rock to uh, a band that never quite broke in America, but, um, Uh, And for reasons that totally make sense, but are really great. Uh, don't know, Tim. This might be one of those ones you're like, never heard of them, but you probably know at least one of their songs. The um, name is familiar. I got you. Well, you know one of the songs because because it makes me Pete Yorn covered it, and he seems like he was probably right up your alley. Yeah, I love Pete. Yeah, let's go. There you go. All right. So (laughs) uh, this is the Buzzcocks. Uh, The name I learned today. uh, I actually did some research. Is from a headline in Time Out magazine. Buzz meaning high energy, and cock meaning friend. Plus, it sounds naughty. So there's that. to has that going for it. So this is uh, the Buzzcocks performed by university kids who were in the right place in the right time to fall crazy in love with punk rock, went to the first Sex Pistols show ever, and then invited the Sex Pistols to come play their university. and, And we're supposed to open, but The band they'd had together for a week and a half broke up and whatever. But basically, uh, Pete Shelley and Howard DeVoto form the Buzzcocks, uh, you know, rehearsing in the basement of the dorm, uh, get four songs together and then do something really interesting that becomes a, a mainstay of the British music movement. Uh, rather than search for a record deal, they, they're like, how hard can it be? They start their own record company and put out the EP themselves. They get it pressed up by an independent thing and just sell it themselves. The Spiral Scratch EP uh, is called by many people to be the actual first punk thing you could buy that had punk rock music on it. It beats out The Damned by a couple of weeks, um, whose neat, neat, neat just beats out the first sex piece. The singles just beats out The First Clash. But they're right there at the very beginning um devoto uh is a much more of a dedicated angry punker than shelly and after six months he's like this music is dead and he quits the buzzcocks wow he then forms the band called magazine after six months he's like wait maybe i don't want to get a real job and i like being a musician (laughs) makes his own band magazine which has a couple of just one or two just fantastic songs um so shelly takes over and the band shifts from a band that's uh, writing as uh, has some punk sloganeering in it. Shelley goes deep into the concerns of just being a teenager and just being an awkward human being like they're just songs about adolescence. Um, And he's got one of those classic rock and roll voices where he's it's sneering and awkward and warbling, but also completely confident and in control of itself. Um, I would say that the buzzcocks for me are like what green day would sound like if they grew up English, right? Like the buzzcocks are energetic and they're sneering, but crucially different. Like they're fun as hell. Like the bands that were purists in that moment, like the exploited or sham 69, they dated horribly, but I think the buzzcocks stuff just sounds musical and exciting. Now, like I, they're fun to listen to. And the, you know, they had that same kind of like sense of humor that green day has, but there's an English kind of up yours self-deprecation instead of an American version that, that really defines this band, like the warbly imperfection that's still completely confident in his opinion and really doesn't give a shit if he's impressing you or not, even though all the songs are about, gee, I hope I impress somebody. Like They just, <laughs> they just, they just thread that needle uh, perfectly on about six or seven classic songs. Uh, I like all their material from 77 to 81, which is the first, round of the band. The place to start is undoubtedly singles going steady, which is a collection of their best songs and a sides from the first three records. But the last full record they make called a different kind of tension is also really great. And there is sneaky shit hot live band. There is two live albums from that period and a bunch of bootlegs they could really play. Um, and it's a great show. Like they would go on stage and play for an hour and five minutes, like 18 songs, no in between talking, just flatten the house. Um, their most famous song is ever fallen in love, which is the one you might have heard, Tim. But I'm going to play my favorite Buzzcocks songs because it's more emblematic. Ever fallen in love is kind of got this hiccupy beat; it doesn't have the same propulsion as a lot of Buzzcocks songs. Um, and then after this, I want to play um, the, the song that Ben will like if he's never heard it by this okay. band. Okay, um, all right. Uh, and and you, I will make an argument that the Buzzcocks are owed millions of dollars in unpaid royalties um, because of an enormous hit single that was completely ripped off. Anyway, this is called You Say You Don't Love Me, which is from the, a record called A Different Kind of Tension, um, and is my favorite Buzzcock song. You say you don't love Great bass playing, great drumming, guitar playing—that's right in the pocket—and knows what it's good at and what it's not good at. But this is this is the sneaky buzzcock song for uh, Ben, which has which has made me laugh ever since I first heard it. It's called "Why Can't I Touch It," which is just <laughs> such a like uncomfortable <laughs> name for a song, but it's so perfect. And uh, I want to play a little bit of that, and then play the song that I think uh, this song got uh, ripped off.
1: Okay.
0: know this one what do you got you know it's big audio dynamite that's the song that rips it off the horses are on the track Yep, and even worse check this out
3: because this song actually made a lot of money
0: well sometimes i go out by myself and i look across the water
3: that's your jam
1: you love this song john Song. Yeah. And I, I love
3: I don't I don't begrudge the Zutons ripping off a really great song, but it is the same key, same chords, same BPM, same vocal approach. I hope I hope one of Steve Shelley's lawyers got in the game before he died It was like him and got him a yeah. little bit of money. The Buzzcocks even had an act too. after eight years apart. They got back together in 1989 and toured and made records for another 20 years, and they are not legacy embarrassing efforts like there's nothing that meets the same highs but like they made four more decent records and remained a really great live act for another 20 years so they're my choice for manchester's finest
1: love it i sort of was wondering as you were talking like what happens to punk rockers when they age like who has done it who has done it the best
0: you mean besides billy idol first of all saw Billy Idol Bonnaroo was great <laughs> I've seen Billy Idol too I have no complaints Let's see, his, his guitarist is Steve Stevens is Steve Stevens right? yeah I he him. had him too and he was shredding I was really pleased Wait, just this past year no this is like five years oh, ago okay. it was freaking okay. hilarious I can't remember uh, I think he was there for part of it and then there were other females there and you know he opens up with uh, like one of his three good songs yeah. and then there's a whole hour more yeah. He does two good songs and there's the whole middle part. And they were like, why are you still here? And I was like, oh, I kind of like this one. This one's <laughs> all right. John, John Lydon's
2: still playing small clubs. In- yeah. Oh, like, does he? Okay. Yeah,
3: in- film. The last two public image limited records were also way better than anyone should have expected them to be. I agree with that. Wow.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking, like, it's easy for, like, a folk singer to, like, age gracefully. I, or, or age. Or age. <laughs> um and then like pull out the acoustic guitar and everyone sings puff the magic dragon
2: but i i think it's harder if you're a punk rocker yeah because you because you can't stay angry for 40 years right yeah i mean it's hard to i mean you can't it's it's hard to stay and and to be authentic because it's it's angry is is the um
3: it's where the young exist yeah there you go so giles as our to close the show what is the best manchester live music memory that you have um, seeing the Clash. Oh, there we the, go!
2: Um, wow, on the uh, London Calling tour at the Apollo. Uh Yeah, I was probably what thirteen at the time. My brother, who didn't like the Clash, my brother was a heavy rocker. He was into um Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, okay. and he was, he was he was sixteen at the time, and he had to go with me because my dad wouldn't let me go without. Him. So I had to buy his freaking ticket. Oh, oh my god! Ticket. To Three pounds. I had to buy the bunk off school to go down to Manchester to get the tickets.
1: But I'd he said. he appreciated what you did for him, right? Like he and liked he the show.
2: Rocker, yeah, he, 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 he totally he gave away his old denim jacket with the Zappa stuff on the back. Uh-huh. And he, he became he got the Mohair sweats and the Rukkano boots Let's and yeah dyed his hair orange. Yeah, oh, got that's great. Shirt. But that would be my. I mean, for I mean also they're not from Manchester, but that was a that was a phenomenal night. Um, watching the
3: clash in the London College. At thirteen
1: years old, yeah,
3: that'll do it. Yeah, that's pretty badass, right there. I like that one. Wow. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll change. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah. And then uh, I'm going to embarrass Jazz a little bit. Giles is, has a uh, a memoir coming out. Woo! Um, and I was hoping, Jazz, you could tell the, our dear listeners yeah, a little bit about that and where they might uh, might find that information soon. Um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be coming out
2: hopefully next year. It's called Eve in an Echo." And it's a story about growing up in Manchester, um, being adopted, I'm adopted, um, and having kids who are adopted. So it's it's three intertwined adoption stories. And a lot of it is set in Manchester. It's about going to a grammar school in Oldham near Manchester, growing up in the city, what it felt like to be uh, a middle-class kid, but wanting those working-class roots so I could really identify with the music that was coming out of Manchester at the same time going to a private school and being middle-class being alienated from it. So there's this, this strange mix of, of, um, of feelings there. And like I say, it's, yeah, it should be coming out next year and it'll be available at all your, 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 sounds um, great. Stores, yeah. Wait, say the title you know,
1: again, Giles.
2: If in an echo. Okay.
3: When it comes out, we'll have you back to do a, do a reading. All right. Yeah.
1: That's a great idea. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, did you uh did you listen to Ben Barton's advice about writing a book? Ben Barton? No. German word? Sitzfleisch. Sitzfleisch. Sitzfleisch.
3: How's it going? How's the Sitzfleisch going, Tim?
1: Sitzfleisch uh means basically in the original German, Ben Barton, it's flesh sitting.
0: Correct. Sit on your ass and write that book. The yeah. book's not gonna write itself. If you don't no. sit your ass in that chair, it's not gonna get written. What's our word count,
1: Timmy? Where are you? I'm at uh, 17,000 words, ladies and gentlemen. 17,000. Damn. Yeah, that's right there. um, And uh, I made a terrible, terrible decision last night to uh, read what I've written.
0: Oh, thank you. Just,
3: that. I told you not to do that. Just march. Just keep marching on. That's right. Um, Scorch the earth behind you. If, if Sherman had looked behind him, he never would have gotten to Atlanta. Right. Just yeah. keep going. Oh, just keep going. Hey, um, but we can't end the podcast because I haven't gone yet.
0: So, right. Oh, right. Tim. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> hey, listen, it's Herman's Hermit's time. Do it, Timmy. It do is it. Not- you know you want to.
1: So I do want to, uh, there's a kind of hush all over the world tonight. That was my uh, older sister's favorite song. She wore that record out in the 70s. And I was listening to it tonight. There's a kind of hush all over the world tonight. Uh, The the sound of lovers falling in love. You know what I mean? I'm like, whoa, maybe I don't know what you mean. Like, am I listening to people have sex? Like that kind of threw me off. So Herman's Hermits is out. I was going to go with the outfield uh, Josie's on her vacation. Cause that's a new England Patriot song, but I can't go. Pay it's pay. also a great that's song out. before.
3: Let's not, let's not be too bitter about that song. That song a is a great, great song. Pop song. Oh, puppy! I love that song.
1: And then um, people are constantly asking me, like, how do you do this podcast? Like when you're carrying uh, Jeff and Ben, like you are obviously like the, the, the center of the podcast and you have to carry the weight of these two people. And I'm like, I know, right. They, they ain't I don't know heavy. how you do it. They ain't heavy. They're my brothers. So I could have picked oh, the God. Hollies right there. Cause that's a great, great song, but no <laughs> gentlemen, no, I'm going past the stone roses. I'm going past the buzzcocks and I am going to Manchester's original favorite son, Davy Jones of the monkeys, oh. Daydream Believer, the perfect pop song with a hot mic at the start. Let's go. 7-8.
3: What number is this, Chip? 7 a
1: Okay, you know I mean? like, don't get excited, man. It's because I'm short, I know.
3: Oh, I could hide Neat the wings Of the bluebird as she sings The six o'clock alarm would never ring
1: But it rings and I rise Wipe the sleep out of my eyes My shaven razor's cold and it stings Cheer up sleepy Jean. Oh, I mean, if you're a fan of the Monkees, and who isn't? And you're a fan of the Brady Bunch, and who isn't? How can you not go with Davy Jones from Manchester, England? Um, He was not going to pursue music and acting, but he was going to go be a jockey because the guy is short. But he gets on the Ed Sullivan show because he's in the musical Oliver. So on the Ed Sullivan show, he asked to perform this musical number from Oliver. But it's the Ed Sullivan show where the Beatles are making their first appearance. Is that in right? America. And he's he says he's in the wings of the stage watching the Beatles and watching all the girls lose their minds. And he's like, oh, I I got to stick with music. <laughs> and then the very next year he joins the Beatles. Discovered by who, Jeff Simons? I have no idea. Peter Rafelson's father, Bob Rafelson. Look, at oh, I knew that. that there was a
0: connection. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. It all comes back to the podcast network, Electrocast.
0: That is uh, amazing. Podcast. Well, let's hope that he's not listening now because the monkeys suck. That no. song sucks. They're a disaster. I I, I despise that. Everybody I was like, where are my Herman's Hermits? I asked for Herman's Hermits. I made an order for some Herman's Service, and instead I received that.
1: We could do a little sing-along, the Daydream Believer. It's a perfect pop song. The little here's piano. how I feel
3: about here's what I think. I mean this completely as a compliment. If you turned all of Tim's natural good feeling and support of other human beings yeah. and just his his just general vibe into a musical number, it would be really close to Daydream Believer. And it's not, it's not our fault, Ben that ours would much sound much more like Romstein. <laughs> <laughs> that's just like who we are as human beings. We just have so, to so that's not
0: even. I mean, like the, they suck and that's not even their good song. I'm a believer is a much better song than that.
1: Yeah, but that's Mickey Dolan's. I had to go with David Jones. Mickey Dolans is a don't from Manchester. They do write any of this.
0: Aren't they all given to them anyways by their corporate masters? <laughs> it's all fake. It's all fake.
1: But at least Davy Jones is from Manchester. And thank God he didn't become a jockey. Cause Dude, I told have- you the story yeah, where at the gym at
0: the, at the local YMCA uh-huh. they have the TV set up on mute where there's no sound, there's just the TVs rolling. And most of the them are set to ESPN one, two, three, ESPN classic, whatever else. But uh-huh. one is set to TV land. And I'm sad uh-huh. to report that Sunday at four PM they play the monkeys. So I'm actually <laughs> like but like looking at the monkeys on mute. Doing that TV show. <laughs> I'll tell you, I, I actually thought that it would be better on you, but it's not. It's not. It's even worse. I was like, oh, I wish I could hear these idiots talk. Because you know? watching them not be able to act without hearing it is even worse.
1: I love I love how you hate bands that are beatles But what about a fake band that's Beatles-esque in terms of its uh, comedic timing on, Good uh, guess. on a TV show? Good yeah. guess.
0: You're actually right, Tim. You found the loophole. <laughs> it's weird. I love the monkeys. They're great.
1: <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lovely lovely evening. Giles, it's great having you. Uh, yeah, welcome lo- friend. Lovely to meet yes, you. you. I've got uh Oasis rock and roll star on my running mix now too. Uh what's next is actually going to be running Okay.
3: Oh, great. Uh, where are we, where are we oh, going next? Did you have any idea? Or are we just what? getting in the plane and seeing where it takes us? Uh, where are we going next, Giles? Where should we go next?
2: Are you staying in England? Should we stay in England? Because if you stay, in I England, think we should. You should, you should go to Birmingham. There we go. Who's there from we go. From, Who's from Birmingham? That's where we're heading. Oh, Whoops. a bunch of good bands from Birmingham. All right, All there we, right, we go. Where Birmingham. do the research. Find All me. right. I think from Birmingham. So that
3: could well be there we go bad.
2: in the street the the beginning street. middle and
3: end of the conversation
2: the streets is from birmingham he's worth all checking nice.
1: i can't wait we're on it thank you giles right, uh, and uh gentlemen i'll see you next week
2: peace thanks
1: Hi, guys. everyone thank thanks again Bye-bye. all right Bye-bye. bye Electric Est.
2: Electric Est. welcome to
1: tuning into to sound well-being